I've got to uh, introduce, not got to, I, I really want to introduce a, a speaker for this morning. The thing that stands out to me with Matt is this, that there is no task too small that he can't do. He's a servant-hearted leader. He's a servant-hearted leader. And when you start to understand the significance of that statement, you start to understand that that's the same anointing that Jesus walked in. He was a servant-hearted leader. He, ser- he, serves, he, he serves people with his leadership gift. He leads the way in, in, in displaying initiative, leads the way in, in doing the little things that need to be done. He leads the way in seeing a piece of paper on the floor and picking it up. He lead, like this morning, you, you don't know this, but this morning... Matt was out underneath our veranda with the blower vac, making sure that people had a nice entryway to come into today. You don't know this, but there was Matt who was out there helping to set things up and and put chairs out and put chairs away and and do different things like that. That's a man I can sit down and listen to because I know that the hand of God is on him, preparing him for an incredible future and his family. And I know that God's hand is on him because you see it and you hear it. He's, he's a passionate man about God, a passionate man about the things of the Spirit. So can we put our hands together and let's welcome Matt as he comes to preach the word this morning. Josh. <clears throat> awesome. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Um, <clears throat> things like that always, I don't like to make a fuss or be seen doing that stuff. And, but uh, this is my home. Um, God's house, God's children has always been family. Um, and there is no other place I would rather be any day of the week, but especially on a Sunday because you all can make it as well, is, uh, is to be here together. Yep. Now, um, after all those, <clears throat> excuse me, after all those nice warm and fuzzies, um, and Julie, awesome, um, it's, uh, yeah, I could have just not got up here and, as Gary said, uh, job's done, but um, this morning's <clears throat> word, excuse me for a minute. <clears throat> Something about that communion grape juice, it <clears throat> coats the throat really well. <clears throat> this morning's word is something that is, uh, <clears throat> has been put on our heart for a long time, Bonnie's my heart, uh, for a long time. We've, uh, we've both grown up in the church, grown up in the body, um, been in ministry, done a lot of different things, served in many different ways, and, and, but we've had, we've had some challenges and we've had many victories and us being here today is a victory. Us being here in the church with each of you still serving, still following, still seeking is a, <clears throat> is a victory. And, uh, and I really encourage you today, don't just sit back and, and listen because this is not going to be a comfortable message. It's not comfortable for me to give it and it's not going to be comfortable for you to receive it. Um, I, Josh, you can bring the, the picture up if you like. Um, it's come through this morning in truckloads already. The, the ground is shaking, literally. We all felt it this morning. It's the buzz of the town. Um, the, it's come through in our, our songs this morning. It's come through in readings this morning. That God is moving, and, and he is literally shaking the ground. He is waking up the army to a point where we have no choice 
but to acknowledge his hand on this earth, but to acknowledge his hand on us, but to acknowledge that revival is coming. But, but uh, just a little thing about revival. Um, revival is coming, but I don't think we're ready. As Gary said, if we're going to come in and there's going to be the seats are full, the car park's full, how many of you would turn around and just go home? I can't get a park today, so I'll just go home. We want, to be, we want to be lining the streets with cars. That's what revival looks like. We'll be doing it 24-7. Some of us can't even get here at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and yet we're expecting people to come and, and have revival. We need to see change in ourselves. And I'm talking, everything I say today, I'm still talking to myself, no matter what position I'm talking from. But we need to see it in ourselves. We need to be willing to see people set free. We need to be willing to go next door, knock on our neighbour's door, and I've been... Stirring on this for a while, I know our neighbours out at Clover Park, it's easy to remember their names, both the names are Matt, so it's quite easy to remember. <laughs> but, but one of them in particular, he's a prison guard down in the city and uh, you just know he's at that stage of life where he's going through life and he's had some hardships and whatever, but you just know he needs Jesus. Yeah. And I know there's probably, I don't know if there is, but I'm, I'm guessing there's probably some sort of prison ministry that he may have seen down there or, or there's, there often is, but... That sort of stuff, I'm, I know I need to listen to the stirring in my heart and knock on the door. Yeah. Or next time we're out the front doing gardening or whatever, just bridge that gap. Yeah. Step over the line. Cross the chicken line, as they say. Yeah. So just sit on the edge of your seat today. Don't sit back. And when I, when, as I'm going through my messages, we're going through different points, if God is putting something on your heart, if God is revealing something to you this morning, if there's a little bit of a fence, a little bit of a, a rubbing this morning, the iron sharpening iron this morning, that, that pebble in the shoe this morning that you just can't get rid of, acknowledge it, write it down, put a note in your phone, do something with it, then seek God in it. God, what are you highlighting this morning? What are you putting your finger on this morning? Because I can guarantee there's something there that's not of him and he wants to deal with it. For, for me and for us, religion was that. And I'm talking about the spirit of religion this morning, the spirit that is behind religion and uh, uh, the, the act of godliness without power. That's what, when I talk about the spirit of religion, I'm referring to the act of godliness. It's good. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's no power. Holy Spirit isn't free. Holy Spirit's not moving. And I can guarantee we grew up in a, a culture where, where we did the, the good Christian thing every week, week in, week out. And, uh, and it was good, and it felt good, and, and it was nice, and we went on our ups and downs, but there was a limitation to the power of God moving. We weren't seeing salvations, we weren't seeing healings, didn't know about tongues, didn't really experience Holy Spirit, although he was there and he was doing things, and we acknowledged that it wasn't in, in a way that we really opened ourselves up to Holy Spirit, have your way. And, and, and sought him in things like that. So when I talk about religion this morning, that's, that's how I'm sort of referring to things. And, and that was pretty well half, half of our life uh, has been like that and until the last sorry, 10, 14 years where, where Holy Spirit really began to be opened up to us and we became more open to him. That picture, that was foreign for me. I mean, you, now it's, I, I, I love it, but you'll all go to the footy or you go to something else and you'll be chanting, you'll be lifting your arms and hoo hoo-haring and whatever. We come to church and it felt so foreign. I'd be on the side of a soccer pitch or whatever, and I'd be shouting, ch- chanting or whatever, arms up, and I'd come to church on a Sunday 
and to get a clap out of me was pushing it. Um, and these are stuff I'm not proud of. This is stuff that I'm really uh, I'm quite sad about. But I also look at the body today, the body of believers today, and we're called, this is our, our mountain, our mountain of religion, our mountain of the body. We're called to bring a message of restoration. We're called to bring a message of freedom and hope and truth and life. Jesus, Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and life in the full. And that is what I want to experience. And I want all of you to experience so that all the people out there can experience it as well. But I really want to see this happen. I want to see the body of believers raising their arms in passionate worship to God, the chains being broken off and pouring out our hearts. That's just a sign, as Gary said, raise your hands, lift your hands before, let God put something in your hands. That's just a sign of my heart's open. Everything's open. Christ was on the cross. Everything was open. He wasn't on the cross like this. He was like this. And Julie did it as well at the end of communion. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way. And that's uh, just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would have your way with us. You already are this morning. You already are in these times. You're moving upon us, not just today, in the weeks and the months that have gone and the weeks and the months that have come. You are working. Go deeper, Lord Jesus. Go deeper, just like the, that spear was driven into your side and out came fl- the blood and the water flowed. Go deep into our, our sides. Go deep into our hearts. Let the blood and the water flow this morning. Let it flow out from this place. Let it flow out of our lives. Let us be changed and transformed, renewed, restored for your glory, Lord God. We just thank you for this. Open up your word to us today. Let us see your finger on the things that you're speaking to us today. Let us not be offended, but let us take that offence to you and, and ask, God, show me, heal me, restore me, deliver me and set me free. In your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I, I talk about religion was like an addiction for me. Um, and... <coughs> Um, when I look at it and I go, what is an addiction? I actually looked it up. It was an interesting meaning. It's a brain disorder characterised by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli despite adverse consequences. A variety of complex neurobiological or psychological or spiritual factors, doesn't say that I've added that in, (coughs) factors are implicated in the development of addiction. I look at that and go, wow, how many people in the body of Christ in churches today are addicted. And I'll try and slow down a little bit too because there's, there's so much in me that, uh, that I really want to bring through and I want you to catch today. <coughs> um, I asked Naomi, I gave Naomi a bit of a scare before. I said, have we got a, a portable defibrillation device in the church? <laughs> She's like, no, where are you? <laughs> I was like, if I needed one, I'd be Gavin Chris, not a defibrillation device. But, um, and we don't. But I was going to bring it up and I go, this is what the church needs. Church needs a jump start. Kaboom. Get the, I think we're flatlined for many, many years. And we've seen that. The political environment, our social environment, church is flatlined for so long. And we just need a Holy Spirit kaboom to, uh, to wake us up. Just like the shaking of the ground woke many up this morning. Uh, I was already up and felt the shed shaking as I walked past it and I thought that was a bit strange. And now I walked inside and everybody else inside was awake. So I thought, well, it wasn't just, wasn't just, out, it wasn't just me. But um, 
I, re- I really, um, uh, that's, what, that's on my heart, is to really see that in my life and in yours and in the body. Um, unfortunately, when we think about church, Satan doesn't have a problem with us being here today. He really doesn't. The enemy does not have a problem with us being here. He doesn't have a problem with large churches, big churches, the mega churches or small churches. He doesn't have a problem with us coming every Sunday. He makes it quite easy for us often to come on a Sunday because he knows that if we're here, we're not out there. If we come and we get the feel goods and we, and we go through the motions, we go back into our week, he's got nothing to worry about. So when we come into a place like this, we get lit up to, to light up, yeah. we get transformed to go and tra- bring transformation, yeah. then he gets worried. Then we'll feel the, sh- the earth shake. It won't be an earthquake, it'll be a spiritual shaking. The yeah. doors and the windows of this place will be blown off. Yeah. The roof will be lifted yeah. and we can really declare and believe that this will happen. But the spirit of religion seeks to gather and hold on to people and we see that. Whereas the spirit of freedom seeks to equip seeks to send, seeks to, to see you as a son and daughter, to see, to see you know the true identity of who you are as a son or a daughter of the Most High God with all the inheritance of heaven given to you to go out into this world to see change and transformation. That is why we're here and that is what the enemy is afraid of. His knees are knocking when he knows there are people praying and seeking salvation, pushing in the Spirit, Standing up for truth and righteousness in our nation. That is the stuff. Standing up for our marriages, standing up for our families, declaring things in our homes over each other. This is the stuff that he gets worried about and we need to take it to him. We're on the offensive. We're not on the defensive. Christianity is an offensive movement. Offensive as everything in us gets offended by what, what we're doing and what we're going through, but we're on the offensive because we're pushing back the enemy. Good teams always play on the offensive. And we are, we are that. And unfortunately, we are offensive to this world as well, and we will come up against roadblocks and opposition, but we can push through that with the love of Christ. Amen? Amen. Religion is found in the natural and the physical, in the past, But the spirit of freedom is found in faith and in the future, to see things not as they are but to see things as they should be or could be. For those that are dealing with with health issues in particular, you can see as you are or you can see yourself as Christ sees you free from that limitation. That's why he asked people when he came to them, he said, what do you want? He didn't just come up and go, you're healed. He said, what do you want? Do you want to see if you're blind? They might not have wanted to see. They might have wanted something else. But we need, to, uh, we need to see things as they should be and could be in the heavens, yeah. not just as they are on the physical. Good, you can bring up the next slide if you want. So I've just got um, two sides, two sides of the coin, two sides of my life, and I'll go through the, the dark side first. The dark side. Um, there was even a good side in Darth Vader, so we'll be we'll be right. We'll get to we'll get to the good side. I used to pe- I'd hear a message or something about pride, and I think, oh yeah, there's no pride in my life. And I'm probably going back around 15 years ago when I probably started on a bit of this journey. Um, I'd hear a message on pride and I'd go, no, I'm good. There's no pride in my life. That's the problem. Pride and religion and these things are so so under the surface, not in your face. 
Like when I talk about addiction, you, you might know someone who's had a drug or an alcohol addiction or a shopping addiction or a work addiction or a pornography addiction or something like that. It's in your face often. Sometimes it's hidden and I'll get to that later. But it's, it's quite easy to see, whereas religion and pride and these things are hard to see. We still, I still wrestle through this stuff every day. I still wrestle through it and I want to see God do more in me. But I'll shut it down by my questioning what he's doing. Maybe I should pray for someone. No, I won't pray. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid of what they might think of me. I'm, uh, I see myself as better than them. That's pride. And we can't be in that place. Christ was humble. And I'll, I'll stick to, the, I'll stick to the, that, the dark side first. And uh, this really got confronted in me when... Um, when we were at a church in Melbourne and we were doing some discipling, doing some training there, they had a full-time training course, we were doing a part-time stream because we were still working and, and things. And, and we were going through the year and, and I was um, being a, a good Christian, serving in the house and doing things and, and I really felt um, it was at a time of year where we were doing a bit of a course about destiny, what's coming and, and our role within the church going forward. And, and I wrote a letter to the senior pastor and, and just putting my case forward on why I should be doing more in the church. And this was a church around probably averaging 300 plus a week and, and that sort of thing, strong leadership and, and those sorts of things. We were serving in kids' ministry and, and different stuff. But I put this letter forward stating why I should be doing these number of things. And I had a mentor that year because we were in discipleship. And after church one Sunday, we, they, they'd organised a meeting with myself and Bonnie, my mentor and the senior pastor, went into the boardroom and sat down and he, he had the letter there and he said that is the, he, he's never been more offended in his life to receive something like that. The, the spirit of religion that was on that letter and, and, and just the way he explained it and, um, and the offence to him as a, as a senior pastor and, and different things was such a wake-up call to me. Two things, Bonnie didn't know I'd written the letter, neither had my mentor and uh, who I trusted um, so they didn't know, so it was a surprise to them. But it was such a wake-up call to me. And he said, look, I don't know if you will stay. We just moved from Caniva to Melbourne in a year or two before. He said, I don't know if you'll stay because this, this is big. This is a big thing for you to work through. Um, you might get offended and leave. That's up to you. And, and we, we, it's, that, it's that scripture that talks about discipline. Discipline is not, uh, is not good at the time, but it's beneficial. And so I really had to, to dwell and I had to work through it with my mentor. And we look back now and we laugh, for a while, we, after we laugh about it now, um, even with them and, and different things, because it was such a, an example of what was deep inside of me that I needed to deal with. And so that was probably a bit of a turning point for me. And that was pride, in the face, dark, selfish pride. And I really had to deal with that. Um, I'm just going to go through these and, and, and it, as I said before, if some of this, anything here touches you, anything rubs up you against the wrong way, just take note of it. Um, judgment. How often do we judge someone walking down the street and we say, see someone who doesn't look quite the same as us? How often do we come here on a Sunday and we see someone who maybe doesn't look the way we, maybe we think they should? It brings division. Yeah. Judgment brings division. It brings division between you and you and them. Um, it keeps people separated. It, it brings offence and uh, to to them and to you. Um, and I think about it, if we're, we're talking about revival and 
What if people come in through those doors, a, a homeless person that hasn't had a shower for a long time, wearing clothes that they've been wearing for a long time with a trolley full of bit, their, their life belongings, they come in through those doors. I'd be interested to know the response of those here. And, and I know there's ones here that would go to them and, and I'm blessed to be in a place where that is. Or those from the LGBTQ community. We may know them. This is a place where they need to find love and belonging. No, we're not going to agree with how they're living their life, but we will love them as, a, as they are to see them transformed into the true identity as a, as a son or a daughter, as a man or a woman. And we need to believe and we need to stand strong on this stuff, but not in a harshness, not in an offensive way to go, you're wrong, I'm right. Come in, sit down. Can I get you a cuppa? Can I get you a drink of water? Can we, how can we love you? How can we support you? How can we minister to you and your family or whatever their situation is? Do you need a handout? We've got the community pantry. Are you struggling at the moment? What's going on? Uh, we, need to, we need to acknowledge this stuff in ourselves because it will happen. It will happen. God willing, it will happen. I hope it does. And I hope that, we're the, that I want to see a rush to those people when they walk in the door. There's, that, there's the, the power and the authority of religion, that I'm better than you, that I have a power. It's, it's to, to, um, to dominate or to take dominion. They're two different things. Uh, we see it in the moment Russia and Ukraine. Russia is dominating that place or trying to. Um, <clears throat> but working with someone is it, working in a culture or in a climate or in a, a workplace is to take dominion in that place, to be Christ in that place, a very different uh, ends of the spectrum in, in how we see what we're doing and what we're working through. That look good, the outside appearance. Some of us spend a lot of time uh, getting ready for work, for church, to go out. It's, it's that looking good. Uh, how often do we come into church, we put the mask on, how are you? I'm good, I'm great, I'm awesome. We go home and it's, it's rubbish. And, and we feel like rubbish and we don't even really want to be here but the look good thing is to come and, and to be a part of things. If you're feeling rubbish, if you're going through tough times and you come here on a Sunday and the person at the door asks you how you're going, tell them how you're going. I'm hurting at the moment. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with a relationship or work's not easy or, or I've got a pain or whatever it might be. Be real. Be vulnerable. Be transparent for your sake and for ours because if we don't do that, none of us are going to grow. Take the mask off. Don't be afraid to show yourself. Sometimes we'll see the worship leaders up here. God's just touching their hearts, doing something in them. That's a free space where they should be able to be touched by God in that place. Fall apart because when we fall apart in God's presence, he then can put us back together. So we need to give that space. If you're feeling it during worship or during the service, even I'm speaking to you and you want to get on your knees and you want to cry out, I don't care. We'll get people around you to pray for you. God willing, once again, that happens, that the Holy Spirit hits you in such a way, knocks you off your seat, and we can pray for you and we can cover you and protect you and and go for things with you. That's That's what these times should be like. We've got to give time. We've got to give space. We've got to give permission. We've got to give Holy Spirit permission to do this stuff. It's not a performance, not a performance being up here. I've had to come from that. I've had to come from that place where I can perform. I can do the good thing. 
But if God hit me right now and I went down, I know that Holy Spirit would move in this place. And it can get ugly. They call it the snot and tear factor. When you're on your face and God is moving on your life and there's no tissues around and you just let it all go. The, the howling and the wailing and all that, that's the stuff. I've been, we've been in that place where, where, where God just touches you and it just all comes out, moaning and groaning and, and it's definitely not a pretty picture, but it's so good. It's so good, so cleansing for the soul and so enriching for the spirit in us. We keep things hidden. Religion likes to keep things hidden. The darkness of religion. You might have a problem, that addiction I was talking about, keep it hidden, tucked away. No one can see on a Sunday that during the week I'm at the pokies and I've got a gambling addiction or I'm down the pub after work every day having a few drinks or a few too many drinks or I'm on the computer with pornography or, or I'm out shopping and spending on the credit card just so I can look good. But no one can see that. Got to keep it hidden, got to keep it tucked away. If you've got a problem, if you've got an addiction or something's just drawing you, tell someone. Bring it into the light. It's the only way we, we defeat these things is to bring it into the light and get people to pray for us. <clears throat> religion doesn't want you to have a voice. Spirit of religion wants you to be silent. The whole movement that's going on across the world and especially this nation at the moment with people having a voice for truth, for freedom, we need to step up and lead these movements. Not necessarily in a rally sense or whatever, we can mobilise people in that way, but you talking to your neighbours, to your family, to your friends about truth and life and finding that voice. When you declare things of God, when you declare things of heaven, believe that that voice, that word has power. The spoken word has power. Believe for that this morning. If you need your voice, if you need to discover your voice, the end of the service, we're going to sing Break Every Chain. I want to hear you screaming. I want to hear you, I want to hear you roaring. <clears throat> Joe's got a cardigan on at the moment, but on the back she's got a lion's head of, and it says Aslan is on the move for those that, uh, like Joe, that like Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Aslan is moving. The lion, he's roaring. And I want to hear you roar if that's where you need to be. I've been in that place and it wasn't easy, but you get through it. Hard-hearted. You, don't, you, you shut yourself off to people. There's division there. And don't, don't switch off in this stuff. Stick, stick with me in this. I've got a few things I want to get through. And, you, and, and I know you've all probably read through the list a few times and go, come back, get on with it. But that's hard-heartedness. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but just let the, let, the, let, the heart, let the cracks open up. Let the cracks of your heart open up. That, that let God just in there and he can remove the hard shell. He can see what's underneath there. But that hurts. Some of you have been hurt maybe. You've been hurt in the past by relationships. You've been hurt in the past by church, by the body. We have. We could have left the church a long time ago. But we chose to remain. By God's grace we remain. And we're, so, and we're glad we did. But for those, and I really feel on that, for those that maybe have been hurt in the past by relationships, uh, especially in the church, seek healing Seek restoration. Don't let your heart remain bitter. Really draw into that place, share with someone, come up afterwards and get prayer. Because if you're closed off to the body, to the other believers, if you're closed off to, to relationships, that's where the enemy wants you because you're easy, easy prey. 
But when you're in the body and you've got people around you and you're connecting heart to heart with people, with, with ones like Pastor Gary and Jane and, and those in the, in the body, that's where you need to be. So if that's something on you, and I sense that there is ones here that have been hurt in the past in that way, I encourage you to, to really just start pushing into that. Uh, a lack of emotion. It's all good. I'm all good here. I still say it. Family will ask me, how are you going? All good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not allowed to say that, but I still say it. I'm fine. And, uh, it, but there's that lack of emotion and there's the, the pressure cooker uh, effect where it just builds and it builds and it builds and something's got to give. Something's got to give at some point in time and often it's those that are closest to us that cop it. Let the emotions flow. If you're upset or you're frustrated about something, then find someone that you can talk to. There's plenty of people, especially here, that you can talk to, that will just listen, sit and listen to you and pray with you and, and let you work through that and not take offence to it, not push it back in your face. I just encourage you to allow the emotions to flow. <clears throat> the body, we, in religion, we expect you to behave, then to believe, then you belong. Totally the wrong way around it. We need to belong. People need to come in. They need to feel that they belong. This is a place of belonging. You are family. You are friends. You belong. Then God will touch your heart. Jesus will bring salvation to your life. And then that transformation happens and we will see maybe the addiction dealt with. We will see life transformed and different things. Whatever God wants to do in your life, not by our eyes or what we perceive, but by what he wants to do. So just make sure we keep that in perspective Burdens bound, the chains are on, that we're in the prison, the prison doors are slammed shut. How many of you feel that, that the prison doors are shut? You're in there and you're in the dark cell and your, your hands are bound, your feet are bound. Life in itself has restricted you. I'm here to say that that, that is God is doing an amazing thing and I'll just find a, a scripture and... I'm sorry, I haven't got a huge amount of scriptures this morning, but let the word and what's on my life, let that speak this morning. Um, uh, Acts 16, 25, 26 and 20, uh, 25 and 26. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God in prison, and the prisoners were listening to them. How amazing is that? Darkness, they probably couldn't see much around them, but they were just singing and praising. They'd been beaten and whipped and suddenly, love the and suddenlies of God, there came a great earthquake. Gary shared another scripture earlier this morning. We just can't, can't avoid it after this morning. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. They fell off. And I believe that that's this morning. As we deal with this stuff, as we, as we confront these things in our lives, the chains will fall off. The prison doors will fly open. We believe for that. Just by a simple earth shaking, this happens. Hear that this morning. See that this morning. Know that this morning, that that is God. Maybe it was a coincidence this morning. Maybe it wasn't. Why on a Sunday and not every other day? Because I know that the whole body of Christ in this area is probably talking about God shaking the earth. Praise him. Praise him for that. Because if it happened on any other day of the week, we'd probably go, oh, it's just an earthquake. The body was gathering this morning. 
He's shaking the earth. Adelaide Hills, significant. A place bound by religion and comfort and apathy and these things. Adelaide, the city of churches. What if Adelaide was known as the city of believers? City of transformation, city of restoration. That those buildings were full. We love the old buildings. There's architecture and it's amazing how they built them. Let them be full with believers that are on fire for the things of God and things of heaven. Let Adelaide Hills be a place... Let Adelaide Hills be a place where we can really see the body moving in this place, where we see life set free. Just believe in this this morning. Declare with me this morning. We just really believe that this Adelaide Hills, Lord God, is you shaking us this morning. You shaking us deep to the core, Lord God. It was felt in Canberra this morning, Lord God. Let the shaking go out from this place, Lord God. Let the hills be taken that we can then take the city, Father God. Just as Gideon's army, it's only 300, but they, they came from the hills. They took the hills, then they took the, then they took the army, Lord God. We believe for that this morning, that you will continue to shake, that this is not just a a physical shaking, but it's a spiritual shaking. We believe for that in your name, Lord Jesus. Your name, Lord Jesus. Expectations. We we come with expectations on a Sunday morning for what God is going to do. We wake up every day with expectations of what, what we're asking and seeking God to do. But expectations bring division. I expect you to do something or I expect myself to be something or to do something. Hard work, I tell you, it's hard work. To, to have an expectation as a, as a godly man, as a godly husband, as a godly father, without the grace and, and without trusting in God to do this stuff, it's hard work. But when I let go and I let God do things and I let God be uh, all that he needs to be in me and through me, it's so much easier. But don't expect things of other people, especially don't expect things of other people that you don't expect of yourself. If you expect somebody else to, to, to do something for you in this place, to, to get your cup of water or whatever, why don't you do that for somebody else? Don't come with expectations on anybody else other than expectations of God because if you come with expectations on him, he will deliver and he will over-deliver and your, your cup will be so overflowing you, you will not be able to stand up. Lack of identity, I still wrestle through this. I know I'm a son, I know I'm saved, I know I'm set free. But my identity as a son and what that looks like in the day-to-day life, I still wrestle through that. And the, the men's group on a uh, Wednesday night, we're actually looking at identity at the moment. We started that this term, coming this Wednesday, 7.30, here in Pastor Gary's office. Any man, welcome, come along. We were, we were full. We, we didn't have fruit mentos last time. We had Tim Tams and mint, choc mint biscuits. I think there was something in there. There was a lot more men. So I said to Gary, get rid of the Mentos, just bring the Tim Tams and we will see more men come. But, uh, but come and know your identity as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. That, there's, there's a lot in that. I really encourage you to, to seek that and, and, and un- uncover that more in your life. There's a restlessness in religion. Why do you think people church hop? We call it church hopping or church shopping. It's so bad especially in an, in an area where there are multiple churches. Uh, we were in Ballarat for a few years and there was five Church of Christ within the Ballarat region and depending on who the pastors were at the time, there were two bigger ones on either side of town, you would actually literally see people every few years go from one to the other as pastoral teams shifted or whatever and, and because they were always seeking for something, what's, what's in it for me? Not what can I give, what can I bring to enrich a place, but what's in it for me? What can I take? Even coming on a Sunday, what am I going to get out of the service today? 
I hope so-and-so's on worship today because I really like it when they're on. I hope so-and-so's preaching today. I hope they don't go too long. And I am keeping an eye on my time, but just bear with me. But in that restlessness and always searching, never settling, there's a complacency as well. Don't, don't become complacent. If you're not shifting in your seat this morning because something's niggling at you and it's not the person next to you digging you in the ribs, seeing Kerry and Russell giving each other a few little digs in the ribs, but uh, if you're not shifting, you're complacent. You're resting. That's not where you need to be. You need to be shifting in your seat, going, God, there's something on that. Reveal that to me. Make notes. Religion accepts things as they are, but the Spirit always sees things as they could be and should be. The other side, and and I'll just go through these because I've touched on a few as it is, but this is stuff that I'm working, that I've had to come to, that through through Christ, through the cross, through the, the example of Jesus in my life, through my family and those around me speaking truth into my life, Going, hang on, there's something in, in that. Just watch your tone, maybe watch what you say. What's, how's this going in your life? These people constantly speaking into my life. It's hard. I still get offended. I still, get, I still shut down and, uh, and not really humble or, or vulnerable as much as I should be. But humility, Christ came to serve. He came to seek the lost. Accept the correction. Accept the discipline when it's given. It's not easy. See people as Christ sees them. You're broken. You're hurting. We all are. Every person here has a battle that they're fighting. Every person, in, every celebrity that you see that you think has got it all together, they've all got a battle they're fighting. There's going to be no person on this earth that wouldn't be fighting some battle in their life. See Christ as sees them. See them as they're hurting, that they need him. It's a challenge for me to see people in that and to deal with judgment. Holy Spirit power to see the others set free instead of just taking the power for ourselves. It's about the heart. Come as you are. I don't care if you're not feeling up to it on a Sunday morning. If you're feeling sick or whatever, this is a place you need to be. Yeah, we agree that we've got to be careful, and especially in COVID times and all that, get that, and we're all sick of it. But be wise, but come, get healing. Be touched in this place. Because then when you're touched, you can then touch others. You get the healing, so then you can go and heal. You get saved, so then you can go and see others set free. Come as you are, vulnerable and transparent. Transparency brings things into the light. Share, as I said before, share what's going on in your life. Don't hold things back because you will get taken out, I can guarantee it. You will get taken out. There's power in the word. What you speak, what you declare, what you worship, what you praise, what you pray, there is power in these things. Soft hearts bring connection. Come with a soft heart. In your home, if there's any hardness there, Jesus Deal with that rock in my life. Deal with that hardness of my heart. Let that area of my life be soft. 
There's healing that needs to happen. Let Jesus heal that. Let him put his hand on your heart and touch you and heal you. Explore and express your emotions. And I know my family will keep me accountable to this, but I'm fine doesn't cut it anymore. I'm glad there's going to be two less in our home in the coming weeks. I'll have less people keeping me accountable. No. <laughs> Charlotte and Ben are uh, heading off into the great wide world of where God's calling to them in a couple of weeks. But, um, but I know that Josh is probably one that uh, since he could talk, he's probably kept me more accountable than anybody else because he's not afraid to speak the truth. There's freedom, there's life, there's light in the Holy Spirit. If you're not experiencing freedom, if you're not experiencing that lightness because of the burdens of life, a lot of body, uh, bodily limitations and illnesses and sicknesses and things come through what we carry. Um, and, and so if you've got a neck pain or a back pain or headaches or something or you've got something else going on in your body, it's probably a good chance that because it's not of God, it's of the enemy, that there's something not right in your body. Seek community, seek healing, seek wisdom and understanding in these things because, yes, God also uses the medical side of things to bring healing. I, I get that. It all works together for good. That's scriptural. But if you're really feeling burdened, then let us cut those straps off and let the burdens fall off this morning. Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Because if you're carrying it, he's not. So let him carry it. Let him carry it for you this morning. Know who you are and who you were created to be. Not what you were created to do, and I still wrestle through this, but who you were created to be. Find rest. Find rest and remain. If you've, if you've had something touch you this morning, if you've been a little bit offended this morning, find rest in that, knowing that God will deal with that if you allow him to. But don't wrestle with it in such a way that you then leave those doors and don't come back. Talk to someone. If, you, if, if I've said something today that has offended you or that you're not sure about, or it's, come and talk to me about it. Please come and talk to me about it. I'm approachable. I hope I'm approachable. People tell me I am, but... I'm not going to bite your head off. I'll let, no, we won't go there. I'll let the lion deal with that. No, there is more. Let go. We've, always, we've been on a journey searching for more because the religion that we were living, we knew there was more. Um, I'll get the music team to come up and as I just try and wrap things up, um, one thing I didn't say earlier was the only people that Jesus had a problem with in the scriptures were the religious, were the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people of the temple that put expectations and burdens on the people of the times that was not of God. They spoke truth in many ways. They spoke the law of Moses in many ways, but then they didn't live it out and they put expectations and burdens and pressures on people that was not of God. And they were the ones that Jesus had an issue with. He didn't have an issue with the prostitute or the lame or the poor or the rich man. His heart burdened for them and his heart yearned for them. But he went hard after the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I went through and I pulled out a whole heap of scriptures and I didn't 
I didn't uh, want, didn't have time, didn't want to share it today. But if you go through, it's um, Matthew 23. If you want to see what Jesus thought about the Pharisees, read Matthew 23. It's a whole chapter on Jesus' gum at the Pharisees. And, every, and it's scattered throughout the Gospels where Jesus, where they came at him to try and confront him on things and deal with things in him. And so that was one of the things that really woke me up. I can't be, that was what got called out to me from the pastor back in Melbourne, the, the Pharisaical spirit that was on my life. And when I saw how Jesus responded to the Pharisees, I said, oh God, I've got to deal with that. I've got to fix that because I can't remain in that place. Let's stand this morning as I just wrap things up. We're going to sing Break Every Chain. And I believe we were out there a few weeks back praying on a Monday night or it might have been the Friday night, I can't remember. But we were declaring the chains to be broken. And they were so shattered. It wasn't chains broken, it was chains shattered and then the, the, the dust was blown away. So that picture I had up earlier, you can put that last slide up. Uh, Declan or Josh Um, I said that before the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly this morning as we as we close I just encourage you to close your eyes for a moment just as uh, obviously I'm we're still new here and I don't know anyone I don't know everybody I don't know where your hearts are at. But if there is anyone here that is really unsettled this morning because you don't know Christ, you don't even know the spirit of religion, you know the spirit of the world, I encourage you to, as we sing this morning, I encourage you to come forward, come forward and receive Christ anew today. It's a step. It's a step of faith. It's hard. It's not easy. But I encourage you this morning and there'll be others that will come and join you because they have things to deal with as well. But don't leave today not knowing the one who gives life and an abundant of life. Don't leave today not knowing the Holy Spirit who is going to equip you and empower you to be all that God has created you to be. So in that salvation sense, I just encourage you to come forward. Take a stand for faith and believe in what Christ wants to do in your life. He's came to set you free. He came to set you free to see an abundance in your life of His presence. And then if anybody else is, has been shifted this morning, you, you, you're moving in your seat, there's that wrestle going on, whether it's an addiction that you want to bring into the light. I'm not asking things that are easy. God doesn't ask things that are easy of us. If He did, we would be packed already because the world, these churches would be a lot bigger than they are because people would flood them if it was easy. It's not easy. Being a Christian my whole life, it's been a challenge because I've not, I've not gone with the world. I've gone against the world, but I've also not had the equipping to, to do it the way that I should be doing it. I've tried to do it on my own and it's worn me out and it's burnt me out. 
and we've dealt with health issues in our home, we've dealt with other things in our home because we've tried to do it on our own. It's not the way it's meant to be. We're meant to do it in the grace and the strength and the refreshing power of the Holy Spirit. So if you've got something this morning that you're dealing with, that you need to bring in the light, don't wait for the singers to start singing. Come forward. Get on your knees. Get on your face. Get the the tear and snot factor flowing. We've got tissues here. But I just encourage you to come forward this morning. Come forward. Declare freedom in Jesus' Name on your life. Bring the addiction into or whatever it might be. If you're struggling with religion, if you come every Sunday because you're just seeking that feel-good feeling, come forward and let us break that off you this morning. We, Bonnie and I and our family, we this is something that we're called into, called into the body of believers. We've come to Adelaide Hills, still seeking our purpose and what we're called to here. And we know that this is something God's calling us into the religious mountain. To see the, the, the strong man of religion, defeated, bound, his head cut off, as Julie said before, see the head cut off of the strong man of religion in this, in this region, in this city, in this state and in this nation. We believe for that in Your Name, Lord Jesus. So as we sing this morning, Lord Jesus, we just declare that You would break the chains this morning. Break the chains that are bound, Lord God. <clears throat> Let hands go up, Lord God. Let hands go up this morning. Let people be free this morning. Free this morning.